0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This shit ain't over by log shot, baby. I'm back again. Right now I'm currently watching uh the Pelicans play the jazz right now. Um this episode is gonna be a um early season analysis of all 30 teams. So y'all niggas better get y'all motherfucking popcorn ready. Roll your blunts. Smoke your gas. Drink your drink. Motherfucker get high, get fucked up. Eat your edibles. Take your shrooms. Take your acid. Get your motherfucking ass ready. For King Nona Uncensored. We don't do numbers no more. We don't do episode numbers no more, man. We just go by we just go with the flow here. Anchor FM, this a new era. New era and everything, nigga. Let's go. All right, man, we're going we gonna to do this in alphabetical order, I guess. Let's talk about them Atlanta Hawks. I've seen a couple of their games, man, and they look sluggish. You know, they don't look like the team that I thought that they were going to be. You know, understand? You would think that Atlanta would have got off to a fast start, but Trey Young has been disappointing as, as such because this is a man last year that averaged 30 a game now he's only averaging twenty three and nine, which still ain't bad. those aren't bad numbers, but if you look at what he's shooting for the field, 39% from the field thirty nine percent from the field twenty seven percent from three, like even his own teammate John Collins criticized him for not integrating him into the offense but um there are a few bright spots like DeAndre Hunter and cam Reddish. those two are having a very exceptional year um Danilo Gallinari's been hurt all season. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been super disappointing. Um, Rajon Rondo hasn't played a lot. I don't think we'll see him until later on in the season or throughout the playoffs. But currently the Hawks sit at the eighth spot in the East at six and seven. I know 13 games is not necessarily enough to tell whether this is a playoff team or not. But me, I'm going to stick with this Atlanta Hawks roster as a playoff team. I definitely believe they'll probably be seventh or eighth. Move on to the next team. Boston Celtics. Currently, they sit atop of the Eastern Conference despite Jalen Brown being out a few games with the COVID-19. But um, you know, Tatum was averaging 27 and 7 and 4. And um, Tatum was lights out, shooting 44% from three and 47 from the field. Um, Jalen Brown's been the big bright spot since Tatum's been out. And Boston seems to... I mean, I think it's the, the rookie, Peyton Pritchard. This dude is that real deal. He is exactly... I mean, he wasn't... A lot of people wasn't expecting him to break out like he did, but... This man's having a hell of a season. Um, Kimball Walker just logged his first game of the season. He's back in the lineup. So maybe Boston could get that punch. Boston is a team that's always in the championship conversation. It's always in the, uh, you know, winning the East conversation. Despite them always being one game off. But since the East has kind of loaded up and got crowded, I don't think there's going to be any room for them once that second round of the playoffs kicks off. Because I think that Boston, depending on their first round opponent, can beat that opponent. But their second round opponent is what I worry about. And I know Boston's not going to be number one in the East. They're probably going to be number four, something like that. But Boston's a great roster. Um, they're well coached to a degree even though I think Stevens is a little bit overrated but um, yeah Boston is what it is the Charlotte Hornets currently sent in the 10th spot in the east at 6 and 8 I mean Charlotte Hornets are like a dark horse in in a way because I've watched 4 or 5 games of these guys they're very exciting and fun to watch I mean, I predicted that they would be a fun team with LaMelo Ball. I mean, he hasn't started any games, but I feel like LaMelo Ball should be in the starting lineup instead of Devontae Graham. That's just me personally. I mean, Terry Rozier, he's having a hell of a year, averaging 20 a game. Gordon Hayward's the the bigger, bright spot. I mean, he pretty much controls his destiny. You know, on Boston, he was a fourth, fifth option. You know, and Hayward didn't get a chance to shine. A lot of people were putting that washed up label on him and they were trying to figure out how the fuck he got 30 million. Well, um, he's trying to earn the motherfucker. I mean, he's averaging 22 points per game. Um, he's shooting 41% from three and 49% from the field. Look at Terry Rozier, 48% from the field, 44% from three. Like, although LaMelo Ball's not shooting the best from the field, this dude is averaging 12 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists, and 2 steals per game. So, Charlotte has a lot of potential. I believe Charlotte's going to be a playoff team next year if everyone remains healthy. This year, I'm not sure. I could see them being 9th or 10th just outside the playoffs. But the Hornets are one of the more surprising teams to me that I didn't expect to catch on so soon. Let's move on to the Chicago Bulls. I mean, the Chicago Bulls currently sit 11th at 6-8. I mean, the Bulls have had a lot of games in their hands and they end up blowing the damn lead or letting go and uh, the Bulls don't know how to finish games. They have a decent team, a well-rounded team. You know, the scoring balance currently is pretty interesting. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players averaging 10 points or more. I mean, you got Zach Levine, who's averaging 27 points a game. These are all-star caliber numbers. Even though, I mean... I I think the Bulls... I mean, they could, you could only get better at this point. I mean, Laurie Markkinen, of course, has been dealing with injuries most of the season. But other than that, the rest of the Bulls are healthy. I mean, you got... Patrick Williams, you know what I'm saying? The rookie, he's okay. He's not necessarily like this rookie of the year candidate, even though his numbers are are solid. I mean, what is he shooting from the field? 49% from the field. Hey, 50% from three. That's actually not bad. The rookie's not doing too bad this season. I watched a couple of Bulls games and it seems like they always have a lead and they're always competitive and then they somehow blow the game. I mean, although I think Wendell Carter should be averaging way more than eight rebounds. But Chicago is exactly what they are. You know, they're a team that... I mean, I was kind of harsh in my uh, preseason prediction that the Bulls would have the number one overall pick this year. Next year, I mean, but... You never know. They could make a turnaround. But I don't see them as a playoff team by no means. But I could see Zach Levine as a reserve on the all-star team, though. Cleveland Cavaliers. Currently, they sit at as the number seven seed in the Eastern Conference at six and seven. Andre Drummond's obviously been the, the bright spot, but God Damn, Colin Sexton averaging 25 points per game. This dude looks like he's about to have a breakout season. I mean, in Alabama he was a beast. So I had predicted that he would be a great pro in this league, but Jesus Christ. I didn't know that dude was clocking like that. Um Andre Drummond is averaging 19 19- a game and 11 uh, oh and 16 rebounds i'm pretty sure that's number one in the league andre drummond's always been a garbage man and nothing more he doesn't really have a mid-range jumper he doesn't have a back to the basket game and doesn't really dribble that well you know what i'm saying we're not asking him to dribble well but at least you know take care of the ball this nigga's averaging four turnovers per game which is not being mentioned everybody's praising the double-double numbers in that 33 and 22 game he had against that weak-ass team they played, You know, I'm not surprised. I mean, Andre Drummond only shooting 48% from the field for a big man. That's awful. But, however, his numbers are cute on paper. But somehow the team wants to uh, keep Jared Allen and trade him. Despite him averaging 19 and 16 a game and uh, two steals and two blocks, which is kind of weird. I mean, I believe that Andre Drummond should go to a team that lacks the middle, but I don't think anybody is in desperate need of a center except the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, that would be an ideal landing spot for Andre Drummond, but who are they trading? I mean, they got a bunch of guards, you know. Who would the Nets trade to try to get Andre Drummond? Because I think that's a that's a pickup that the Nets really need is a guy like Drummond who can rebound because I don't think DeAndre Jordan is enough. But Andre Drummond just doesn't seem to be a championship caliber center to me. Those are my thoughts on the Cavs here. I mean, that 5 50, 11 center thing that they got going on is weird. I don't understand how they even 6-7. I thought they would be a whole lot worse. Dallas Mavericks. Let's talk about them. This is a team that I thought that Andre Drummond also, also should go to. Because they don't really have a traditional center. They have Collie Stein, who is um, Dwight Powell. He's coming back from... You know, he's coming back from an ACL. Boban Marjanovic is exceptional off the bench. I feel like Dallas has a loaded roster, but I think they need to play all 12 guys if Dallas can play all 12 i think that they can make a decent playoff run i'm not sure if they're the western conference final team i think they're they could probably lose in the first round or maybe in the second round get swept just depends on the opponent the west is pretty strong So is the East. I think the East and West are both equally as strong now with the emergence of Brooklyn and other teams. But Luka Doncic is doing his Luka Doncic thing 27, 10, and 9. I mean, those are MVP numbers. You know, Kristoff Perzingis is back in the lineup. Eh, He could average about three more rebounds. Uh, 19 points is what I expect out of him. Tim Hardaway Jr. is doing Tim Hardaway Jr. shit. Trey Burke is the sixth man off the bench. Dorian Finney-Smith is a, another guy. Maxi Cleaver. I mean, this team is loaded. I mean, this they could have maybe a good run in the first round, second round-ish. I mean, Dallas currently sits right now tenth in the West at six and seven. You could tell that the Western Conference is completely loaded. If Denver is eleventh, which we might as well just move on. That's a great segue. Denver Nuggets. Um, they're big disappointment. You would think with the run that they had last year with Jamal Murray and. Oh, they're seven and seven. They must have won tonight. Let me reload the pages here. Because it says right here that they're seven and seven. But anyway, I, I think Denver should be winning at a higher clip with the squad they have. I mean, you got... Nikola Jokic averaging 25 points, 11 assists, and 11.4 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals. This dude is a beast. Although I feel like defensively he needs to be a little bit more aggressive, but Jamal Murray's averaging 20 a game. That's solid. I would expect a little bit more out of him. MPJ. He only played four games this season, but he I think he had COVID, but he was averaging 19 and seven. Those are pretty solid numbers. I think Bobo should get more clock. That's just me personally. Millsap has regressed a little bit. Will Barton's back in the lineup. JaMichael Green's having a very good season with the Nuggets. I think he should start over Millsap in my opinion. Gary Harris has had a disappointing start to the season. Um, Murray is shooting kind of abysmal this season. But um, yeah, I think Denver's been a kind of a disappointment. The Detroit Pistons the Detroit pissed on is more like it as they become the first team this season to lose games, even before the sorry ass Washington wizards. I mean, you got to understand, you know, Killian Hayes, the rookie got hurt. Blake Griffin. Let me tell you something in 10 games. Blake Griffin is averaging 13 points and 6 rebounds. Listen, I don't care if he's been hurt. He's had a whole year to recover, and this is what you give us? Man, I had so many dick-sucking Blake fans, Blake Griffin fans, tell me that this was going to be a breakout season of his, and he was going to, you know, have an MVP caliber season and make all these gentlemen on this team so much better. But all you can give us is 13 points and six rebounds. I've been the messenger of the trade on the trade Blake team. I've always said that Blake Griffin will never be his old self. Blake Griffin is a washed-up player. I believe he needs to retire. The Pistons just need to cut him. He ha- he is holding back the growths of Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart. The Pistons have a decent team Don't get me wrong I mean Jeremy Grant's putting up Career high numbers 25 points per game And 6 rebounds a game 3 assists A steal and and a block Like that nigga Jeremy Grant Is going to work for the Pistons He is doing what he's getting paid for Which is to be the star of the team So he's doing his job It's just everyone else. I mean, Derrick Rose is coming off the bench, giving it his all, wasting his time. The person that a lot of people have been disappointed in was DeLon Wright. And I have to agree. Like, DeLon Wright, when he was on Dallas and Toronto, that nigga was aggressive. And he got to work. In Detroit, he's timid. Kind of scary. Josh Jackson's having a comeback year. But I like Sadiq Bay and Jeremy Grant. Those are the two bright spots of the team. Everybody else... I mean, Derek is okay, but Blake Griffin sucks. It's time to cut bait. That nigga is trash. He is past his prime, and he's done. All right, let's move on to the next team. My blood pressure is peaking. Because this is one of my favorite teams in the world, man. And Jeremy Grant's the only one that wants to get up and play ball. Golden State Warriors. I was a little bit hard on them in the beginning of the season because this, this is the year that Steph, this is Steph's year to prove that he's that nigga. Because yes, you know, he's had seasons where he's led his teams to the playoffs without another all-star or, you know, with just Clay. I get that. But this is a resurrection season for him. This is the this is the his chance to prove that he is the nigga that everyone says he is and so far he's doing pretty damn good for himself. I mean, currently right now, the Warriors would be in the playoffs. They are 7 and 6. They just beat the Lakers the other night. I know it's regular season and it doesn't mean a thing, but that was a big win for those guys. Not necessarily for the Lakers. The Lakers are good. It doesn't matter whether they won or lost that game, but Stephen Curry's averaging his regular numbers, 28, five rebounds and six assists. Those are his regular ass numbers to me. That's Steph Curry. That's the Steph Curry we know. That's a top 10 player if healthy, because, you know, there's a couple players that have went down. So Steph Curry probably might've creeped back into that top 10 to me. Andrew Wiggins is playing a whole lot better. He had a shitty start to the season. Um, Draymond Green. What the fuck is this? Four points. Five rebounds and seven assists. Man, I don't understand why people are so high on Draymond Green. He's just average. He's just okay. You know, they talk about leadership this, leadership that. I'm like... I guess, man. Green is just an ass taking up space that can pass and playmate. He can make plays for Stephen Curry. If he was on another team, he would be coming off the bench. James Wiseman, I like what I've seen out of him so far. The rookie is pretty fucking solid. I like him. Eric Pascal's been pretty decent off the bench. He plays hard. Kelly Oubre has finally fixed his shooting woes, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, Damian Lee's been a bright spot for the Warriors. I mean, this team is solid, but if they make the playoffs, they're a first round out to whoever they play, unless it's the Houston Rockets. But uh <laughs> more on them in a minute, actually right now. The Houston Rockets just got rid of their problem in James Harden, who showed up fat and out of shape. But there are quite a few bright spots. I mean, Victor Oladipo played his first game as a Rocket and and scored 32 points and had nine assists. I think Houston is going to have that team where they make that kind of run. I didn't know Harden was averaging 25 and 10 before he left. That was interesting, but Christian Wood. Now, I got a beef with Christian Wood, but at the same time, the Pistons didn't want to pay Christian Wood, which is very disappointing because Christian Wood is putting up 24 points and 11 rebounds and averaging two blocks a game. John Wall, um, I feel like he needs to play a little bit better. But I, he, I think he missed a few games. I don't know why he missed a few games though. Eric Gordon is still doing Eric Gordon things, shooting the blood out that bitch. Fifteen a game, fifteen, averaging fifteen a game off the bench. His uh, three point percentage is down though. Damn, thirty one percent. Jesus. I didn't even know Ben Malcolmore was still on this team. I didn't even know Boogie Cousins didn't even start. They start Christian Wood. I thought they started Wood and Cousins together. But um, I think Houston is a team with a lot of potential. I think that they could possibly creep into that eighth spot in the West. This team is sitting on potential here. I mean, I'm not sure about their bench. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's crazy, though to watch the Rockets get rid of their problem. And now I think that they'll play better basketball. Currently, they sit 14th in the West at 4-8. and eight. I think that's going to improve. Let's go to the Indiana Pacers. I think the Indiana Pacers got a lot of potential. Currently, right now, they sit at the number four spot in the East at eight and five. I mean, I like what I've seen out of them. I mean, hopefully, Karis Levert can come back at some point this season. Because if he does, the East has a problem. The East has an underdog that could take your head off. You got three guys... Well, you got... Um Malcolm Brogdon who's averaging 22 a game, averaging 8 assists. He's having an all-star caliber season. So is DeMontis Sabonis. Like this dude right here, 22 and 13. He's on tap to be the most improved player, but then again, I don't know. He that could have been a uh, uh he he could have got that shit last year. TJ Warren is still hurt. So that leaves Justin Holiday in the starting lineup. Miles Turner needs to step up a little bit. I mean, he's only averaging 12 and 7. That's not good. But um, I think Indiana is definitely a playoff team. It definitely depends on who they play in the first round. I think they can finally get over the hump and get out of the first round and actually do some damage once they're all healthy. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Clippers, LA Clippers. I mean, they currently sit number two in the West at 10 and four. The biggest thing to me is Paul George. This is a big year for him. He has a lot to prove. Paul George, you know, likes to make excuses and things of that nature, but he's stepping up right now, but I want to see him in the playoffs. I want to see him do that shit in the playoffs. All playoffs, too. We don't need to see the timid Paul George we saw. The little boy who cried wolf Paul George. We need to see a Paul George that just like that PG-13. Kawhi Leonard has had a disappointing season. His numbers are down. But, I mean, he's still averaging 25, 24... Five rebounds and averaging a career high in assists and six. Kawhi Leonard's not known for his passing. He's known more for his defense. So you got to give credit to Kawhi Leonard for being a better passer. I still think Kawhi's in the top 10 in the league. I mean, adding Serge Ibaka helped them. Adding Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum has been an unsung hero for this uh L.A. Clippers team, he's shooting 43% from three. He's looking like that Nicholas Batum in Portland. Lemon Pepper Lou's been disappointing this season. I, th- I would have thought that he would have broke out. Now that there's more opportunities for him and no Trez Harrell to take away his touches. I mean, Avisa Zubak, he's been decent off the bench. Reggie Jackson comes and goes. You know how Reggie Jackson do. I hate that nigga. But, um, yeah, the Los Angeles Clippers, I think they could possibly get to the conference finals this year. I mean, they have enough to get it done. I'm not sure if they're going to come out the West. I highly doubt it. The defending champion Los Angeles Lakers sit atop of the conference at 11 and four with another easy start to the season. One disappointment I have is definitely Anthony Davis, someone who I heralded as the best player in basketball. And he has not played like that. I see that coming from Kevin Durant. I get those vibes from him. I think LeBron James might be better than Anthony Davis right now this season, even though LeBron's not even putting up his normal numbers right now. I mean, but 24-8-8. Eight and eight, those are his regular numbers to me. AD should be averaging way more than 21 points per game. He should be averaging 28, 29 like he did last year. It seems like both Davis and James are coasting right now. I mean, Davis is still an all-star. He's still a top-five player, but, you know, only only averaging nine rebounds. I think he should be averaging 11. That's just me. I mean, but I understand, though, there's a lot of guys on this team that can score from Dennis Schroeder to uh, adding Schroeder and Har- Harrell, Montrez, Harrell, the traitor, Benedict Arnold, um, Kyle Kuzma, averaging 11 a game, Cantavius Caldwell, Pope, KFC, he putting up 10 a game, Taylor Hurton, Tucker. This team is deep as hell. I mean, Marcus Gasol could get you a three. Or two a game. You got Markeith Morris. The Lakers should win the West this year. There's no excuses. There's no excuses why this team shouldn't come out the Western Conference. I don't want to hear it. The Memphis Grizzlies. This is a team right here. I mean, even despite John Morant in and out of the lineup, they have won five straight. I mean... It really all depends on the other guys. I mean, we know John ja Morant and Dylan Brooks are going to bring it. We know Jonas Valley and Shunas is a solid pro player. And then Jaron Jackson, like, when is he coming back? I think Memphis will take that leap and possibly creep into the playoffs. I think I can trust them to get in the eight, into the eighth spot. I mean, Xavier Tillman's been solid. Brandon Clark's been hella, hella good. I mean, Grayson Allen's been a great shooter, even though he's the dirtiest player in the NBA. But other than that, Memphis seems solid. I mean, once Jaron Jackson comes back, I think that's when they're going to uh, take off and grind hard and, and secure their playoff spot. Milwaukee Bucks. The Greek freaking them. Damn, I must have lost the goddamn screen. Hold up. Wait. I know this is going to be a long one, y'all. Pause. But y'all already know what time it is. This is a whole analysis here. So, of course... A lot of y'all are going to say this should have been two parts, man. Certain things that need to be two parts will be two parts. But this is a this is one that has to be a long show. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are nine and five right now. I mean, Giannis is still Giannis. That's one thing that'll never change. Although Giannis, I mean, I like his confidence. I like that he's attempting more threes even though he's not a three-point shooter like that. You know, I feel like Giannis is trying to be one of the more feared basketball players in the game, which he is, but he still doesn't have I mean, he, he's shown a little little improvements in his game. He added a few moves in the offseason. Um 27-10, 27 and 10 and 5. Chris Middleton, I think he's a lot better than he was last year, averaging 22, 6, and 6. That's not bad. He's definitely an all-star now. I finally give Chris Middleton his due. And Drew Holiday adding him was very, very key. You can see that the Bucs play good defense. I mean, Giannis is shooting 31% from three. That's actually good for him. Middleton shooting 44%. Drew Holiday shooting 39%. Bobby Portis is shooting 43%. Dante DiFincenzo is shooting 44%. Brent Forbes is shooting 41%. Pat Connington is shooting 50% from three. Jordan Narara. Like, this is a, a very good three-point shooting team. This should, They shoot 40% from three as a team. That's fucking amazing there's no way that the bucks are not in the conference finals or yeah there's no reason why the bucks shouldn't end up in the conference finals unless they play the philadelphia 76ers that is let's move on to the next on on to the next the miami heat they've been disappointing this year but they did have a lot of losses i mean losing jay crowder was tough you know someone told me that jake losing jay crowder would stunt this team's growth and whoever told me that they were right i'm pretty sure that they'll be listening if not fuck you but anyway (laughs) the miami heat obviously have experienced you know jimmy butler's injury you know butler's been hurt the whole damn near the whole season um, he's their best player. Like, he's their vocal leader. And when it comes to time to shine, Butler steps up. Bam Adebayo's leading and scoring with 20 and, and, and 9. Uh, he needs to, uh, I, I mean, there's nothing more that he can he can do. I mean, Tyler Heroes averaging 17 and 7 and 4. That's not bad for him. Goran is averaging his usual numbers 15, Duncan 14. Uh, There's this multiple players that's averaging 10 points a game. Kendrick Nunn's been a big disappointment for me. I, I would have thought that he would have broke out this year. But I think that's the reason why the Heat are losing. And then they're losing a lot of games that they should win. I mean, they're 5-7, 12 in the East, but I think that'll improve. I think Miami Wolves creep back into the playoffs, though. I think this is some fluke shit. I think that Miami will improve eventually once Jimmy Butler is back healthy. Minnesota Timberwolves, man. Prayers go out to Cat, man. It seems like the Minnesota Timberwolves just can't catch a break. First Cat had a wrist injury that he had to come back early from. And then he was diagnosed with the COVID, which makes him the eighth family member in his family to catch the COVID, the, the, the COVID virus. That's just a sad situation. I'm going to just pray for him. Right now, they're at the bottom of the West, which they should be. I mean, nobody, I mean, I expected a little bit more from them, but you got to think about it though. Everyone hasn't been... I mean, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't been healthy all season. I think Anthony Edwards... uh, I don't know. I think he needs to play a little bit better, to be honest. Malik Beasley, that nigga, been balling this season. I mean, D'Angelo Russell still averaging 20 a game and 6 assists. That's pretty fucking good if you ask me, but... They're not really getting any production from anyone else. Uh, The the Timberwolves seem like a team that's confused and lost. Let's move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. My biggest disappointment of the year is the New Orleans Pelicans. And I told y'all, Stan Van Gundy cannot coach. He never could. He was always a beneficiary of talent. But he has talent in New Orleans, and they're sitting at 5-8, 12th in the West. That's a no-no. There's no way a team with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, weak ass, Steven Adams, JJ Reddick, Josh Hart, this team on paper is pretty good. Goddamn good. They're an eight seed with the right system but it's obvious that I don't think right now I don't think the Pelicans are a playoff team especially with this fat piece of shit bowling ball shaped bitch as the coach the Pelicans are, and the Pistons are my two favorite teams and they're both playing shitty basketball when the Pelicans play they always start out good with a great lead and all that and then they end up blowing it They blow a lot of games that they should win. I mean, Ingram is an all-star for sure. I mean, Zion's, uh, you know, Ingram's averaging 23, 6, and 5. You got Zion averaging 22 and 8. I think he should be averaging 22 and 11. That's just me. Karl Malone even came out and said that Zion should be averaging more rebounds per game. Because, you know, Zion and Karl Malone were kind of like built the same. They kind of move the same. They handle the ball the same. They just, you know, Williamson just doesn't have the mid-range game that Carl Malone had and the scoring ability that Carl Malone had. But this team has a lot of potential. But honestly, Stan Van Gundy's not the coach for this team. And he should be fired mid-season. New York Knicks. New York Knicks have been surprising this season. I mean, they're currently sitting at the, as the sixth seed in the East. And this is without Obi Toppin. They're, they're, they're a first-round pick this year. Toppin has only played five games. But the bright spot is Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle is in pole position to win most improved Player. Because he's averaging 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists. That is fucking phenomenal. Julius Randle is finally meeting his potential that the Lakers got when they drafted him. Alec Burks has only played 3 games and he averaged 21 a game. Wow. I don't know if if those were 3 games that he already played or is he inserted into the lineup. But R.J. Barrett. Pretty good. 17, 8, and 3. 8, and 3, that's not bad. Uh, When I say 17, 8, and 3, it's points, rebounds, and assists, by the way. Emmanuel Quickly, the rookie that they drafted, he is pretty good, too. I mean, uh, 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 mean, Mitchell Robinson, though, he's been disappointing. Like, he should be averaging more than 8 and 8. He should be averaging 15 and 12. If you ask me. Hopefully, OB Toppin ins- inserts himself in the lineup and then maybe New York will improve. I don't know. That's tough. I'm not sure if the Knicks can make the playoffs, but one can only imagine. What if they actually got the 8 seed? Alright, let's move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC. OKC is a team that's sneaky. I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to make the playoffs this year. Even though I don't have them in there. They're one of those sneaky teams. I mean, they're sitting at the 11th spot in the West at 6-7. Shea Gilgis Alexander is doing what Shea Gilgis Alexander is supposed to do. I mean, he's kind of averaging Steph Curry numbers. I mean, 22... Five rebounds and six assists. He is the bright spot of this team. Lou Dort is the second leading scorer. What's he shooting from the field? Oh, Lou Dort is actually shooting 46% from the field and 43% from three. Lou Dort has improved. Wow. Al Horford, you know, is solid. Al Horford's a solid vet. George Hill is a solid vet. I mean, this team has potential. I think next year they could be a playoff team. But I don't see them being more than just uh, going back to the lottery, in my opinion. Let's see Oklahoma City. Let's go to the Orlando Magic. Now, the loss of Markel Fultz does hurt this team a little bit. It hurt their growth because Orlando was probably going to be a top seven seed in the East. I mean, they still can be. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Orlando creeped in and did their playoff thing. I mean, Nikola Nikola Vucevic is putting this team has put this team on his back. I mean, he's doing goddamn everything. He's mopping floors. He's passing out popcorn. It's like, what more can? What more do you want from me? 23 and 11. He's definitely an all-star for sure. Terrence Ross, 16 a game. Aaron Gordon, 14 and 7 a game. A little disappointing. Evan Fournier, uh, what is he shooting from the field? Fifty-one percent from the field, thirty-five percent from three. It's not too bad, I guess. Uh, I don't have much to say about the Magic. I think that they could either be eighth or ninth. Who knows? They're they're a very unpredictable team. They give you four hard quarters a game, though. Philadelphia 76ers, I'm very high on this team. They're third in the East at 9-5. I mean, Joel Embiid's having a a superstar year. He's averaging 25 points and 12 rebounds. Shaquille O'Neal should be proud. I mean, averaging two blocks. A steal and three assists. I mean, Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber season. I think that the 76ers have the potential to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, I don't know if they're going to come out the East. I mean, I trust, I, I honestly trust Philly more than I trust Brooklyn right now because this team has been together. You know, Kyrie Harden and Durant haven't been together yet. So. And, and and then, you know, they don't have anybody on Brooklyn that can stop Joel Embiid. DeAndre Jordan is old. You know, he's not the same DeAndre Jordan from the LA Clippers. This is an older, smarter uh, Jordan, but they can eat it. I mean, they can throw it. I mean, Philly has a complete team. I mean, they got shooting. They got scoring. They got Inside Presence, they have a bench. You know, they have two NBA champions on their team. They have Danny Green who can play defense, that shooting though. Is that shooting still there? It says right here that he's shooting 37% from 3, which is not bad because he's been trash the last couple of seasons. He's just been known for his defense, but Tyrese Maxey, that's the top, that's the bright spot for me that dude gets busy on the court. Tobias Harris has played a lot better. I mean, Tobias played his best basketball under Doc. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, Seth Curry, he's got his, you know, he's coaching um, his current son in law. Isn't that great? I mean, Ben Simmons, he's only averaging 12 points per game. That is unacceptable. He's playing like a bitch. For lack of a better term, I'm sorry. He's playing like a bitch. You know, he need to get some nuts about himself. He can easily average 19, 9, and 9. But, I mean, 12, 9, I mean, 9 and 8, that's cool. But in order for Philly to go to the finals, Ben Simmons has to be aggressive and not play like a little girl. You know what I mean? Ben Simmons got to play dark-skinned basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dwight Howard, that was a big pickup for them. I mean, I know Dwight Howard's not the Dwight Howard of old, but him coming off the bench and averaging 8 rebounds a game, that says a lot. But I definitely young Metro definitely trusts the 76ers more than a lot of teams in the East. I mean, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Nets, that's and the Celtics, those are the four teams that the uh East that go through the East, Phoenix, the finest sons, the, the 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 finest, the finest sons. They're sitting at fourth in the West right now. I mean, they're a good team, but Devin Booker does not know how to play half-court basketball yet, and it, it looks like he's adjusting because his scoring is down. But I mean, I think that's due to the improvement of Mikal Bridges, and Devin Booker used to make all the plays for Phoenix. Now Devin Booker can just relax, spot up and shoot. I mean, Book's three-point percentage is down to 35%, but he's shooting 46 from the field. That's not too bad. But um yeah, I mean, Book's numbers are down. But you know, Phoenix is still playing winning basketball. But Deandre Ayton averaging 13 points per game that's not good he should be averaging 19 and 12 he's averaging 12 rebounds a game which is good but um i mean phoenix has six six guys averaging more than 10 points per game that's solid how you would think jay crowder would be averaging more than nine nine points per game And now you would think Jay Crowder would be shooting better than 34% from three, because in the games that I watch Phoenix, Jay Crowder was bussing. He was pulling that bitch. You feel me? Let's move on, man. Move on, man. Um, Portland, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Portland Trailblazers. Let me be honest. They're never gonna have defense. And um, prayers go out to CJ McCollum. He broke his foot. We don't know how much time he's going to miss. But um, now it's the time for Carmelo Anthony to step up to the plate and be that number two scorer. I mean, he's coming off the bench now, but I think they should start him instead of Derek Jones and Robert Covington. I think that they should slip Carmelo Anthony into the lineup. It's about that time to put three to the motherfucking dome into the game, man. I mean, Dame Lillard is going to do Dame Lillard things. He's averaging 28, set five and seven. But the loss and then losing Nurkic, I mean, I think that's going to set Portland back a little bit. Hopefully Dame just scores 40 a game until McCollum comes back. Cause that's the only way that Portland's gonna be consistent. I mean, they're they're currently sitting right now as the sixth seed in the West. The Sacramento Kings. They're sitting at five and nine, 13th in the East. Yeah, I think it's about time for the Kings to uh fire Luke Walton. I mean, I don't think he should be a head coach in this league anymore. You know, he just doesn't have an it factor. I don't think players even listen to what the fuck Luke Walton got going on. I don't think they even care. But um, De'Aaron Fox is busting his ass out there. I mean, Buddy Hill, you know, doing Buddy Hill things, shooting the three. Harrison Barnes is pretty solid. Tyrese Halliburton's a bright spot for this team. But the biggest disappointment has to be Hassan Whiteside. This nigga don't even start. Rashawn Holmes starts over him. Like, Whiteside's only averages 6 and 4. Like, this nigga Hassan Whiteside is fucking washed. And you would have thought, like, a year at like he had last year with Portland, you would think that he would have broken through. And we saw why nobody wanted to sign that motherfucker. But the Sacramento Kings, mm, they're going to hit the lottery, man. San Antonio Spurs, the early breakout hit. The system is back, allegedly. Um, They are sitting at fifth in the West at eight and six. Um, You know, Greg Popovich is going to do Greg Popovich things. You know, that dude can coach. It's flat out. I mean, DeRozan's still doing DeRozan things. All star and somewhat all star numbers: twenty-one, six, and seven. DeRozan is 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 gonna be fine. I don't think I got I I don't think I had the chance to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I must have skipped them. Yeah, let's talk about Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Um, Harden currently, you know, in the two games, was averaging 33, 9, and 13. Now, Harden is, you know, Harden did the the old trick in the book where you half-ass it for a team, and then you go to another team, and you're back to top 10 status. Kevin Durant. Is back to being the best player in basketball. Like, this dude is averaging 31, 7, and 6. Like, that man's on a mission. He is shooting 48% from three. 54% from the field. Kevin Durant's a beast. And then Kyrie Irving, in the games that he played, he was averaging 27 and 6. Like, you got three guys on the team that could score 30 at any given time. All three of them could have 30 in a game. A lot of people have them coming out of the East. I mean, me, I'm wishy-washy about it. Because Young Metro just don't trust James Harden. And Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant might have to carry this nigga. in, the, in, in series is like, if they go against the Bucks. If they go against the Indiana Pacers, or if they go against the 76ers, I think Kevin Durant going to have to put the team on his back if the Nets are going to come out the East. The Nets do have a loaded team. I mean, they got TLC, Joe Harris, um, Jeff Green. We don't know the status of Spencer Dinwiddie or whether he's coming back this season. If he does, Brooklyn definitely has a shot. They still ain't got no big dude. They got no big. They ain't got no backup big man. Reggie Perry has to play that backup center role, and he's a rookie. But you know, long as Harden don't have those nine of thirty-three games, I I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn came out the West, the East. I mean. Yeah, I fucked up the whole alphabet. I'm sorry, guys. Where did I leave off? Toronto Raptors. They've been a big disappointment, but they did lose key pieces like Gasol and Ibaka. But Kyle Lowry's leading this team in scoring, averaging 19 a game, and 19, 6, and 7. That's not bad. That's kind of all-star worthy in a way, but he'll probably get snubbed. Fred Van Vliet's averaging 19 a game. Pascal Siakam, the biggest disappointment to me. 19 and 8. Man, they was hyping Pascal Siakam up like he was just the best thing since sliced bread. And this nigga's not even an all-star caliber player this year. He's ass. All right. Um, I, they're, they're saying I got to speed up. I can't go no more than 60 minutes. But the Toronto Raptors, I see them not making the playoffs this year. I don't think they have enough. All right, the Utah Jazz. Um, I mean, I love what they're doing. They're currently s- sitting. Um, All right, Brooklyn was 9-6 and six at the 5 seed in the West. Um, the Toronto Raptors were 5-8, 13th in the West. And now the Utah Jazz, with the win tonight, moved to the number two spot in the West over the Clippers now the Clippers are third I mean Utah has always had a good team they've just never had that oomph to get over the top to go to the Western Conference Finals that's a Utah team that I'm looking for I mean Donovan Mitchell's doing Donovan Mitchell things Jordan Clarkson is averaging 18 off the bench Mike Conley's back in his bag like he's in Memphis Rudy Gobert averaging 12 points is astronomically terrible he should be averaging 15 and 15 but he's leading the league in blocks I bet with 3 last but not least the Washington shitters the Washington Wizards that has to be the most disappointing team this year but Bradley Beal is having is leading the league in scoring, averaging 35 points per game, five rebounds and five assists. Russell Westbrick, in the uh, seven games he's played, he's averaged 19 a game, 10 rebounds and 11 assists. But, um, I mean, the Washington Wizards... I don't know what they need to do. I mean, And then they lost Thomas Bryant for the season. That hurt them even more. Although the Wizards are not going to make the playoffs, I think Bradley Beal, it's going to be fun watching him break out into this huge superstar. But I know there's going to be a lot of teams that want him. But the question is, who could use Bradley Beal before I go? Before I get the fuck out of here, before the 60 minutes is up. Let me ask y'all. Where should Bradley Beal go? And y'all bet not say the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I would have loved to see him on the Bucks. I love to see him on the 76ers. I trade Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal in a heartbeat. Ben Simmons in in, in two in, in a first rounder for Bradley Beal in an instant. Um, the New York Knicks could use Bradley Beal. The Cleveland Cavaliers could use Bradley Beal. The Orlando Magic could could use him. Um, the Denver Nuggets. That would be a dope spot for Bradley Beal to land. San Antonio. Portland Trailblazers losing CJ. You know, that could help. I'd love to see Bradley Beal in Golden State. You know what I'm saying? That'd be interesting. So there's a few play. I mean, Memphis Grizzlies, like, that would be fun. New Orleans Pelicans. That would be great to see Beal over there. But that's my time, man. I appreciate y'all for listening as long as y'all could. I mean, happy y'all probably didn't fell asleep on this shit, but this is an a, a episode that needed a whole analysis of 30 NBA teams. So kick back and relax. And I'm out.